Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome, everybody. Thank you very much, Mr. Announcer Man. It is indeed Two Guys in a Mic Show, TalkZone.com, coming at you from the beautiful, fine city of Chicago via the Internet, the TalkZone.com, 24-7, your number one Internet connection, and the Two Guys in a Mic Show, your number one sports show on the TalkZone.com. Thank you very much. 888-463-6748, the phone number, NFL football, the Apparent demise of the United States Postal Service, Republican debates, baseball races, question mark, and maybe we'll touch on the U.S. Open. All that and an appearance from Pigskin Boy. Who's Pigskin Boy? Stick around and find out. Two guys at a mic and, of course, the award-winning music to go with it. Good to David Olson, producer. I don't know who is Pigskin Boy. We talked to him over the phone. We've had him on as our uh, NFL outsider. Other shows have insiders. We here at the Two Guys in a Mic show have an outsider. Pigskin Boy is basically a fan of the game. Goes to all the Chicago Bear games. Follows the NFL. We never met the guy. Not even sure what his actual name is. We know him as Pigskin Boy. I don't know. He could be, you know, he could be unco- undercover for, uh, you know. Regular citizen, he could be a Hollywood star, could be an actor. I have no idea who he is, but he does wax poetic on football. You've never met Pigskin, have you, David? I have never had the pleasure, no. Well, we don't even know if it's a pleasure. This is also true. Yeah, I mean, it's fun talking to him over the air, but meeting him might be uh, more of a pain than a pleasure. You know, it's almost like the blind date. The kids today, you know, they're texting and they're talking. Half the time you've got a relationship with someone you never even met. All of a sudden, you meet him, and suddenly the uh, the magic is gone. Let that be a lesson to all the young kids out there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Pigskin Boy will be joining us a little bit. We'll be talking NFL football. It opens up tomorrow, hard to believe. Got some college football uh, tidbits. It's not Tuesday, Residue Tuesday, but it is a Wednesday. And since we had Labor Day, uh, it's the equivalent of a Residue Tuesday. What is Residue Tuesday? Outstanding question. Basically, with a one-hour sports show, we don't get to... Um, cover all the topics from usually very busy sports weekends, so we stretch the residue into a Tuesday. Today it's Wednesday because we had Labor Day off, but basically a chance to cover some of the stories we did not get to on yesterday's show. We'll bring those up today, so call it Residue Wednesday, if you will. And David, I alluded to, uh, I don't know if you read the article or not, but, and we've all kind of heard it a little bit in the background, but it looks like the Steep is quite, the slope is quite steep now that the United States Postal Service, as we know it, I don't know if coming to an end is a little bit dramatic, but the guy came out and basically said, oh, we're about $5 billion, billion in the hole. And I don't want to say I saw it coming, but I saw, I mean, in this day and age, don't you think that the uh, a, a postman delivering mail individually to every house is kind of a, as nice as it is. It's kind of an outdated commodity. It is. It is uh, with the rise of electronic mail and functions like online bill pay mm-hmm. 
it's become obsolete yeah. and it's kind of a situation where they're getting weighed down by the contracts they had with their employees. Mm-hmm. You know, when they were the only game in town, a lot of these things were established. And now, since people are using other means to well, conduct their business, they find themselves in a hole that they're not going to be able to get out of. I agree with you. My only my only quandary in your comment then is one, um, when was this most recent contract that you're talking about signed? Well, it doesn't matter what when this most recent contract was signed. You've got you've got the accumulated benefits and everything. Okay, because it's not like this has come out of you know all of a sudden. No, no, no. It hasn't come out of nowhere. It's uh-huh. it's the same problem that a lot of companies are having uh, because of the baby boomer generation. Everybody's hitting that magical age to retire, mm-hmm. and so you it, it, you're depleting those pension funds. And with very low revenue coming in, you've got nothing to re, restock, uh, restock the shelves, mm-hmm. as it were. And everybody's getting all dramatic. And uh, we'll get to sports in just a second, folks. Like I said, our NFL outsider, Pigskin Boy, going to be joining us in a little bit. Phone lines are open. Any topics are out there. Republican debates are tonight. You want to talk about that, we can do it, too. 888-463-6748, your user-friendly phone number here on the Two Guys in a Mic show. But... You know, people talking about, oh, my God, Saturday, they're taking away Saturday mail. Oh, my goodness, it's a great trip. You know, to me, you really, and I, I don't want to lay off more people. I mean, I, you know, the postmen have jobs, and, uh, you know, it's great that we got people work, and the last thing I want to do right now is eliminate more jobs. But if you forget about that particular aspect and just talk reality right now, once a week would be well, fine. Yeah, yeah, I, I was, I was going to say once was gonna a week. Say, I was say three times. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Even out, uh, maybe in the temporary, well, but well, that's a long yeah, Well, yeah, and, and maybe you can eventually phase it down to one day a week. Because, like, me personally, all I get is junk. Yeah. That's, that's all I get is how, junk. How many of us would be deeply affected if we just got mail once a week? Well, there, 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 are, there are some people in a certain segment of the population that still depend on the daily mail. There, there is. I mean, uh, residential or companies? Residential. Residential? The, residential. Who? Give me an example of a residential person. I could see business, but what residential person, uh, you know, is that urgently checking mail, you know, that would need it almost every day or every other day? Uh, my aunt, who's 67 and living on uh, Social Security okay. and benefits from her dead husband. She doesn't right. have a computer. Okay. She's never used to learn to use a computer, so she still has to get everything the old-fashioned way. I don't get it. So what if she got it on Friday and not on Tuesday? Well, I yeah, I I, I can I can see your point. Yeah. But you know, also keep in mind you scale it down to one day a week. I mean, that's that's hundreds of thousands of jobs too. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. And if they do keep the United States Postal Service, by the way, and hopefully, yeah, you know, once a week would be good for me. Let's maybe we could have an outfit change, possibly a uniform change. Possibly, you know, possibly. Because the, sh- the shorts and the black socks just not working. Yeah, yeah. We, didn't, we need a different look. But I guarantee our kids someday will be looking at us like, or, or our kids' kids, and be saying like, you know, like we talk about the po- uh, the milkman now. You know, like, really? You had a no. guy come by in a little truck and deliver mail every day? It'll be like archaic. Yeah, yeah, no, it's very true. I mean, the you know the rise of UPS and FedEx was like the body shot, mm-hmm. and email was the shot to the jaw to this. Oh, I like the that. Post office. Well, well that's, what it, that's what it was. It was it was a one two. I uh-huh. mean, 
I like that. That's that, that's very solid. In the boxing match, the the uh, FedEx and the UPS little body punches loosen them up a little bit. Boom! Modern technology comes out. Email coming out and all the other stuff. Texting. Boom! Boom! Down goes the United States Post Office. And I don't make make light of it because again, unfortunately, mm-hmm. people will be losing jobs. Yeah. Yeah. See, now I, me personally, I'm almost completely electronic. Yeah. I get all, I get all my bills via email. See, I haven't gone that route yet. Yeah, I get all my bills via email, yeah. and I send all my bills out via electronic bill pay. Mm-hmm. I actually get mad when I have to mail out a check. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, come on. I can't pay this. Yeah. I, I, I don't like that. It wasn't that long ago. It was seven, eight years ago. I remember I used to have to set aside like an hour or two every Sunday, every two weeks to pay the bills. Yeah, go through everything and write the checks and mm-hmm. yeah, uh, not exactly a fun job. I used to do it on Sunday. I kind of changed my approach now, as I get older and I get a little bit more idiocentric. Uh, not even sure that's a word, but I think it fits idiocentric. Uh, part idiocentric. I like that. Part eccentric. Part idiot. <laughs> I like that. If it's not a word, I may have to start that. But uh, yeah, I become more idiocentric in that now when the mail comes, and I still do pay the bills. Um, Via the mail, and I know it's a matter of time before I have to go. You know, everything's going to be paperless, but somehow it's, it's almost like washing dishes. It's not something I really enjoy, but I think subtly I actually do enjoy it. But now when the bills come in, I will write the check and put it in the envelope that day. But what I do is I mark on the envelope the due date, just so it's not sitting around and bothering. I get it out, put it in the envelope, stamp it, return address, and then I got it sitting there. And it might sit for two weeks. Or a week and a half, and then I'll take a look at it. Okay, it's time to get it in the mail. But again, that's just me and my idiosyncrasies. <laughs> See, why don't, why don't you why don't you make the change over to online bill pay? I it's probably a, should. It's, it, it's, a, it's a pain to set it all up because yes. you got to type in all the addresses and the account yeah. number. But then, then all it is is like, you know, I go you go to the online bill pay section of your website. It's mm-hmm. tied to your accounts, so you can tell it which account you want to take it out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've just got like you've got a drop down list. If you want to pay a bill, you just put a check mark, and then you got a drop down box and say how much you want to pay. So when you get your bank statement in, it shows the automatic. Oh yeah, everything's there. Okay. Everything's there. Yeah. Okay. And how do you get notified of the bill? They they'll send you an electronic notification. How do you get the bill from Comcast or from uh, Comcast? Email. Okay. So they, they, they send, send the you an bill email. via email. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I mean, you could even, you can even cut it. I mean, with a lot of these companies, I, I still don't like doing it. You can cut out the middleman, and you can sign up and do automatic bill pay, where you know they'll just ch- take the money right out of your checking account every yeah, month. Yeah, that's that's slightly worrisome. I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, I like to see exactly what I'm paying right. for before I pay right. for it. Little decimal point slides over to the right a little bit. All of a sudden, yeah, you now, don't catch it. Now and... I do do that with my I do that with my cable slash phone slash internet bill because it's the same amount every single month mm-hmm. and plus they 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 give me extra money for doing that mm-hmm. which some companies will do that they'll say they'll, they'll yeah. knock a certain percentage yeah. off your bill so. and of course by doing that by going paperless you're helping uh you know the environment a little bit nicely done well i'm just getting the clutter out of my house you know what yeah. i mean because you, you know doing those paper bills because you got the monthly account statements that stack up and stack up and stack up mm-hmm. yep well i just recycle the stuff now anyways most of the paper, most of the bills, mm-hmm. most of the envelopes, I think you can put in the recycling right now. But uh, well, well, you can. But do you do, do you like take a sharpie and uh, blot out your account number and your uh, name and address? 
I said, your, your silence says no. The silence speaks. There are probably times I leave an opening, yes. And you should always yeah. do that because that's right. how identity, uh, identity theft happens. So maybe, your garbage. maybe shred it first, rip it up first, and then put it in yeah, recycling. Yeah, you either, you either shred it or just die. We've got like a giant Sharpie, and we just black mm-hmm. that stuff out and throw yeah. it in there. There you go. Words of advice from producer extraordinaire David Olson. Uh, if you're paying bills online or you like getting the envelopes in the mail or you got any thoughts on our beautiful long tradition of the United States Post Office, which uh, is coming to an end, folks, if not completely, at least partially, and give us a call. We jump off the sports page here early and off. Another two guys in a mic show, 888-463-6748. Had to bring that up, though. I read it, uh, I think, front page. Front page of the Tribune today, the head of the United States Postal Service talking about how significantly they are in debt. They won't even be able to pay some of the benefits, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, it is something, by the way, that uh, there's not many predictions. If you listen to my football or sports predictions, you'll know more often than not, despite my occasional uh, lucky bounce, if you will, more of my predictions go awry than not. That's one of them I called a long time ago, and that is, and I hate to use the word the demise, but... Uh, the slow but sure end of the uh, Postal Service, at least as we know it. At any rate, 888-463-674. Let's get to the sports at hand. Uh, topics on the docket. Of course, the NFL football season starts off tomorrow. Maybe one of the best opening games, one of the most, and who knows how the game will turn out. But certainly from a preseason perspective, from a preview perspective, I should say, it's as alluring a draw as we've had in a long time. The New Orleans Saints take on the Green Bay Packers defending champion Packers. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, yada, yada, yada. It's a great matchup tomorrow night. The NFL season starts. Then you got your first slate of games on Sunday. Here in Chicago, I think Bear fans are getting pretty excited, probably rightfully so. For what should be a heck of a game on Sunday afternoon, 12 o'clock tip-off, live from beautiful Soldier Field in Chicago, the Atlanta Falcons. A lot of people, including David Olson, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated coming out with their full prediction, little bracket buster, if you will, and they have got the Atlanta Falcons taking on the San Diego Chargers in the championship. I think it's Peter King there. Sports Illustrated analyst whose predictions go awry about as often as I am, except with the post office. I was right and Peter King was not. But uh, he's got the Atlanta Falcons winning the Super Bowl. Winning the Super Bowl over your San Diego Chargers. So we will see. And we will see, but that's going to be a heck of a game. 12 o'clock on Sunday, maybe the marquee matchup of the opening week. Uh, Yes, sir. You know, the San Diego Chargers... How many times yes. have we heard this over the past six <laughs> it, seasons? It is true. They've got potential. This could be the year. But this you know could, what happens as soon year. as you as soon as you pick them that they're not, you know, this is going to be their dud year. That's when they break. I haven't watched enough chart. You're exactly right about their potential. Yeah, and of course, if Joe were here, he'd be the first one to tell you it's a, potential is a French word, and it stands for you don't mean a damn thing, or you haven't done a damn thing, but. Uh, you know, Philip Rivers, and I haven't watched a ton of San Diego Chargers football. People say Philip Rivers on the cusp of becoming that elite quarterback, and they've got, uh, you know, pretty good defense. So we'll see. We'll see San Diego, you know, another underachieving year, or do they get over the hump this year? We will find out. Sports Illustrated, anyways, picking them to make the uh, Super Bowl and lose to the Atlanta Falcons. So we got that on the docket. We'll definitely talk some NFL football. A little residue from the weekend that was in college football. That's uh, some good games out there we can start peeking ahead to. It's amazing when you got Labor Day off and you're used to the flow of the week. 
you know, I feel like we're still early in the week, but all of a sudden today's Wednesday, boom, before you know it, we're in it tomorrow, and all of a sudden we got to make our beat the most college football predictions. Week two of the collegiate football season will be upon us. Before we know it, my beloved Northwestern Wildcat, a chance to go 2-0 and opening game. At Patrick Ryan, don't call me Dyke Stadium. Beautiful Evanston, Illinois. Got to check that baby out. There's some good matchup. 7 o'clock Saturday night, David Olson. That's where I will be. In front of the uh, in front of the telly, might have it, might have it on the tape machine, but either way, I will be watching Notre Dame at Michigan. There was a period of time when I rooted for Notre Dame, but when Charlie Weiss took over, I actually enjoyed watching Notre Dame just to see how they would mess up. It sounds you know I'm not a vengeful guy by nature, but I actually enjoyed watching Charlie Weiss's pants rise higher and higher and higher, and by the end of the game, it like would strangle him. And I thought when they brought this guy Brian Kelly and maybe things would be different. There was some early optimism, but he he's a bigger nut job than Weiss was. By the way, they named their quarterback for this Saturday. It's the kid out of Lake Forest, Illinois. Tommy Reese, who everybody here in the Chicago area said the guy's crazy for going to Notre Dame. Never gonna play at Notre Dame. Kid's a good quarterback. He's the son of the ex Bears player personnel director. You know, nice quarterback. You know, you probably could play Division One, but, you know, lower level, you go to Notre Dame, you're going to get buried. Well, at least he'll get a good education, but he never got to play football. Starting quarterback as a sophomore and got to play a lot last year as a freshman, so all those naysayers can put a uh, can put a lid on it. But Brian Kelly, that guy's completely wacko. Completely wacko. And I think I'm going to watch, and you know, I, oof, rooting for Michigan's a hard thing to do. But I'll be rooting for the maize and gold. Against Notre Dame, basically just to see if Brian Kelly uh, has another maniacal reaction. But uh, we talked about that a little bit yesterday. Finally, there are some people coming out speaking up against uh, Brian Kelly, including was a guy from the National Review. And then also I think there was a, was it like a Catholic priest or somebody connected with the Catholic Church? Which is rightfully so. All right, real quick, let's go out to the phone lines. Actually, not real quick. He is our special guest today. We're going to talk a little NFL football. We're going to talk some Chicago Bears. It's football season. He was on with us about a week and a half ago. He's back at us. It is our NFL outsider, a regular here in the Two Guys at a Mike show, Pigskin Boy, joining us. Pigskin! Great to be here. I'm very outside. Not many people that actually open up their conversation with us and say, great to be here. I appreciate that, Pigskin. Oh, it is great to be here. I enjoyed talking to Coach and everybody. Yep. Most of the people, most of the guests come on, you know, it's either a paid appearance or, you know, it's like having a tooth pull. It's not something you want to do, but you got to talk to the big dog and the coach. So I appreciate at least, uh, what appears to be feigned enthusiasm, but pigskin, anybody that enjoys talking to us, um, uh, we appreciate it. Well, uh, not, not a paid appearance. <laughs> we, no, 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 no. We talked about that. Well, I'll have, I'll have, I'll have to hold back. Have your agent talk to our agent, and they can do lunch. My people talk to your people, and your people talk to my people. Yeah, I got issues with my people, though. I don't want your people talking to my people. I need new people. The way my life and career is going, that's the problem. The people around me, I got to find some new people, Pigskin. <laughs> if you got if any of your people want to become my people, have them talk oh, to my have, have them talk to my people. We might be able to work out a deal. You can have my people. My people. <laughs> Obviously, they didn't negotiate very well. I uh, have no idea what we're talking about, but uh, 
No better time than to remind people of Pigskin. If they'd like transcripts of today's show, they can write us. And Mike, two guys at AOL.com will be happy to send you transcripts of the last two minutes of conversation. Oh, I'm sure you'll be flooded. <laughs> All right. Hey, Pigskin, uh, you know, NFL season opening up tomorrow. I said a couple of minutes ago that this is arguably as attractive an opening game. Who knows how it'll turn out? but at least for previewing it, as good an opener as we've had in a long time in the NFL. Sure is. Um, last look, last two Super Bowl champs, um, I think the Saints are going to be really good. I think they're back to um, Super Bowl caliber. But any time you got a quarterback like that, Drew Brees, I mean, you know, arguably the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, you know, I, I, I've been spending the entire day just singing that, that old uh, – NFL film song of getting pumped up for the season, huh? I just need frozen tundra and uh, a helmet on the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. The NFL opens up. Uh, I don't know if it'll be frozen. Where is the game's at? Green Bay, right? I think it's in Green Bay. Yeah. Okay, it won't be frozen tundra. But I'm a little curious with all the. Football predictors, and it sounds like you might fall in that boat. You know, New Orleans this year, watch out for, uh, you know, Atlanta, San Diego, of course, Philadelphia, you know, sort of the Miami Heat of the NFL. And, and very little has been mentioned about the defending Super Bowl champions who had like 11 players injured last year. A lot of key guys back there, well coached. They had the hottest quarterback in the NFL. I think they've been pretty quiet. Pigskin, I think. I think Green Bay is going to run through the NFL season and win back-to-back Super Bowls. I got them going fifteen and one. No, I don't. I don't think. They, I don't. I don't see any team repeating. Um, they do have the best quarterback, but I, I just, um, if I was a bet man, I would bet out in the field rather than take the defending champions. Mm-hmm. Just, what, what did they lose? I mean, they they looked awfully good and they got better as the season went on. Brilliantly coached. At least they were last year, and they pick up uh, what Ryan Grant is back to give them depth at running back. Jermichael Finley, phenomenal tight end. Couple of defensive players' names escaping me. So, I mean, doesn't that make them at least a potential? Uh, you know, the first dominating NFL team we've had in a long time. Yeah, I, I'm not saying they can't get in the, like the NFC Championship, but uh, I think Super Bowl. I'm just really reluctant to pick any team to, to repeat these days. Mm-hmm. Um, which which makes what the Steelers in the 70s, just incredibly, incredibly remarkable. Four straight, I mean, just imagine, some of your viewers are probably too small, too little. I mean, they won four straight Super Bowls. Do you ever see any team, John, winning four straight Super Bowls in the rest of our lifetime? Yeah. Why, though? You're right. I mentioned, you know, we haven't had a dominating team in a long time. That one team that everybody fears probably, what, four or five years ago, maybe, the New England Patriots had that kind of swagger, but uh, so you know, a I would argue that the Packers could be that team this year. But b, getting back to your point, Pigskin, why is it that now we can't get a dominating team like that? And in the past, we had the Cowboys or the Steelers or the Vikings and in different eras. Free agency, player movement. You don't have this. You don't have the stability um, that they did in the seventies. You didn't have as big of, as much money on the line. Um, you had much less player movement, and the less, the, the more you can keep, especially a football team together. I mean, and the Steelers basically had the same team for almost four years. Um, you're just not going to see that anymore. It's a different time in all sports. 
Mm-hmm. It's just really difficult to keep, you know, the same unit of players, cohesion year in and year out, same coaching staff, same assistants. Um, it's just a different era than that. Yeah, but the point well taken, and I think you hit the, you hit the bullseye, the, you know, the dart and the bullseye exactly correct on that, but... Again, I'll go by it. I'm a Bears fan, so it's hard to be, you know, pushing the Green Bay Packer theme here. But all those things you just said about the Packers, correct me if I'm wrong, they didn't lose any key players. Their coaching staff is intact. So basically what you just said made an argument for this year's Green Bay Packers. Uh, I agree, but I just think it's, I think it's, I just think it's difficult for a team to repeat. I, right. think, I think, I think, I just think. Uh, it's not the Packers can't. I just don't think teams yeah. can repeat. That's really all I'm arguing. You know, I, I think you're right. That's been the trend of recent years, and I guess I'm, I'm reversing your argument and saying that's exactly why people are picking the Eagles or San Diego or the Falcons or, you know, whatever team it might be, and they're forgetting the Green Bay Packers. And, and I think it's because of recent trends of, you know, teams don't repeat. And I'm here to tell you that I think the Green Bay Packers could be a heck of a ball club this year and uh, might be the first dominating team we've seen in a while in the NFL. Who helped me out? Who was their um when Grant went down? Who became their primary running back last year? I'm drawing uh, a blank. Starks. Starks, the guy the Bears briefly had. Um, I'm on Starks. No, uh, yeah, I want to say John Starks, but <laughs> point guard for the Knicks. He's the same guy. Okay. Um, yeah, Starks. Uh, it just goes to show you this is the problem the Bears have with Forte. Um. The lifespan for an NFL back really, really, really prime years is only about three or four years. Yep. And once you get to be in the third or fourth year and you're looking for, you know, $20, $30 million, um, it's often like a pitcher in baseball. I think you're really on borrowed time. And what the Packers showed was if you've got a good team and a good line, you can plug anybody to run, run behind a good line. Mm-hmm. I think that's the dilemma. I see the Bears' position, and I also see Forte's completely. Um, you, you don't have time to get like Chris Johnson just did. You don't have time for twenty million dollars if your if your lifespan's only you know three or four years. Now the situation uh, that Pigskin Boy is alluding to is Matt Forte, the star, well, sort of star, running back for the Bears, only getting paid five hundred thousand. He hasn't had the big contract yet. Wants to uh, you know wants to get the money that uh, other running backs of his caliber. Now correct me if I'm wrong, Pigskin, because I sympathize a little bit more. With Forte than I do with Lance Spriggs. And by the way, you want to check in, talk to Pigskin Boy. NFL football on the docket here for the next 10, 15 minutes. 888-463-6748. Pigskin, normally you charge for calls, but today it's free, correct? Did we lose Pigskin? No, I'm here. Okay, but yeah. t- today the call's into you. You will not charge for any callers, correct? One eight, no, one eight eight. call me. Okay. Very good. Unless their name is Louise, and if it's that particular Louise, you might have to go twenty nine ninety five. But that's a whole other profession we won't get into. But uh, what the hell point was I making? Forte. Uh, oh yeah, thank you very much. All right, now correct me if I'm wrong. Are the Bears are willing to offer Forte an upgrade from the five hundred thousand? Correct. Well, what they did today or yesterday was they said that all negotiations would stop until the end of the season. Yes. But let's go back to when it first came. It wasn't like the Bears said, nope, you're stuck with the 500. And again, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. I think the Bears said, you know, you're right. And we are willing to give you a bump up, even though we don't have to. But Forte and his, uh, his people, 
maybe they're the same people I got, said it wasn't enough. Now, am I correct in that or not? Yes. Okay. They have not been, um, uh, I don't know what the word is, um, uh, uh, bad talk. I, I think they said, absolutely, you deserve it. We will get to it. I don't know why they put drag on it. It would definitely behoove the Bears to wait till the end of the season because they're going to have all the power then. Yeah, but... I'm really surprised, John, that his agent allowed him to do this because this is a 100% Bears win. There's no way Forte... I don't think he can gain that much about it. He can he can only go down in this. Mm-hmm. If he gets hurt, no negotiation. If he has a monster year, I don't know how much more they're going to pay him. They know what he can do. Well, five hundred thousand is uh, you know oh, it's terrible. Is, it's terrible. Yes. But it has to do with uh, their statement that they were going to wait until the end of the year for any negotiation. I find it to be really strange. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised the agent did that. All right, so for all intents and purposes, though, uh, unless something dramatic happens, it's not going to change now for the rest of the season? Well, there's really nothing you can do. He's under contract um, for one more year. Um, well, but couldn't the Bears say, hey, you, you know, we understand your plight. We're going we're to bump you up to a million and a half. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why they don't do that, and I don't know why they, they're allowing them the one year for him to possibly get hurt, not be productive, and the Bears will come back and say, "Hey, you now this guy is way below caliber. He's not, you know, he's not going to get this kind of money." Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that some of the recent signings, John, are just out of out the roof, and they're really pissed off about it. Um, Fitzgerald's contract was terrible for the owners. Um, Chris Johnson's uh, probably about right. I mean, you're looking at guys who made two million dollars now making eight. You said Chris Johnson probably about right, meaning you think he's worth that amount of salary? To that team, yes. Oof. Um, to that team, yeah. He's their whole team. Mm-hmm. What brings people there, without him, they are, they're a one-two-win team with no skill position player. Yeah, I just... Now, yeah, I, I think to Tennessee, which is really struggling franchise, um, and they're going to struggle for a couple of years, who else are you going to spend it on? Mm-hmm. Back. First Tennessee Titan team, by the way, not coached by Jeff Fisher for a long, long time. Guppy taking the year off, right? He did not hook up with any other team? Yeah, I think he's kind of pulling a cower. You know, he's going to mm-hmm. take the year off. And, um, you know, I mean, anybody would want to hire him for for, uh, okay. uh, for the radio or TV, I would think. And, uh, and uh, if he takes the year off, I think he would be the, one of the top Coaches to be given a job next year. I'd love for the uh, coach. I'd love for him to come back to the uh, the team that he played his football with, the Chicago Bears. I agree with you, outstanding coach. And uh, you said he's going the cower route. Well, cower the cower route was supposed to take one year off or three years into it, and he still, correct me if I'm wrong, does not have a job. No, and he doesn't seem to be pursuing one. Um, you know, maybe he's just you know he's, he's happy doing what he's doing. Obviously, on CBS on Sundays, um, mm-hmm. you know. Probably doesn't need the money. Um, you know, maybe he's just either that or he's waiting for the right opportunity. A guy that's been successful like Bill Cower, I don't know if he wants to go coach like a Titans or a Carolina mm-hmm. and spend three or four years, in, you know, with a really bad or mediocre team after you coach the Steelers that long. He may be waiting for, you know, say the, you know, New Orleans or, or the Bears or someone that's 
consistently pretty good. Possibly the New York Giants, which uh, if they don't yeah. have a good year, they'll probably be looking for a new coach, too. They just suffered their, boy, talk about a tough preseason. They lost their star defensive end, I think, against the Bears yesterday in the uh, practice. Their, their middle linebacker, and I'm forgetting the guy's name. Now, he out ACL done for the season, so a rough start for the Giants. They lost six starters wow. this, uh, preseason. Um, I just heard, uh, uh, before I was talking to you earlier, um, I have satellite uh, radio, so um, one of the guys was saying they've lost six starters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think five or six, all of them on defense. And if you just you can't lose those kind of starters and mm-hmm. compete, compete defensively in this league. I mean, they lost some good players. And again, going back to the Green Bay Packers, that was what was uh, so impressive about their run last year because they uh, lost a bunch of players, and obviously uh, via the uh, coaching, via their system, and via the fact their player personnel, they obviously had very good uh, depth, very good players at those second positions. They were able to come through and still win the Super Bowl. So that was pretty impressive, which brings me to the Chicago Bears, uh, Charlie, and this is the first time that I think I could say this in a while, but are we not concerned? I would argue, you know, our starting lineup looks pretty good, but our depth may be a weak point, and that's the first time I've said that in a long time. Uh, definitely, but you know, I think it is all over the league, John. You just can't afford to have high-priced players sitting on the bench or on special teams. So, yes, but I think everybody is, is a couple players away. Um, there are concerns. I like the signing of Merriweather the other day. I think that's a really good sign. Um, but, uh, you know, you lose a couple of players. They're really, especially linebackers. Um, I think they have a little more depth defensively. I don't want to get boring here mm-hmm. on the lines and the offensive line, no depth at all. Uh, but I don't think anybody really does do. Yeah, you're probably right now. It's a little curious that, you know, with all the talent coming out, why would, I guess I'd ask you, why would, you know, you're, you're, making the argument that most teams are a little bit weaker in depth this year. Well, there's so many great players coming out of college. The talent pool is so huge. Why is the talent and depth weaker across the board in the NFL now? Well, I'll tell you about the Bears, John. The Bears only have two players starting on offensive defense that they drafted. Mm-hmm. That that tells you right there. Wow. Drafting is the lifeblood of the NFL franchise. You don't become successful. You can get a quick fix. Look at the Redskins. By, by stocking up with free agents. The Bears have made up for their poor draft by stocking up on free agents. They only have two guys starting that are rookies. That's a, wait, bad, wait. That's a bad sign. Go back to your first statement. You said the Bears only have two players starting that they drafted? Yes. Everybody else was picked up through free agency. Oh, wait a minute, wire. Wait a Brian Urlacher. Yeah. Matt Forte. Johnny Knox. Well, he's, if, he, if he starts, Gabe Carini. Maybe they maybe they meant on defense or okay. something. Couple on defense. Brig, Briggs. They did not draft. Or did they draft Briggs? They did draft Briggs. Okay, so it was Briggs and Urlacher. The rest of them. Oh, not Peanut Tillman too. Yeah, maybe I was wrong. I, that's what yeah. I heard. Mm-hmm. All right. Again, eight 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 four six three six seven. Four eight, the phone number. You want to check in with Pigskin Boy? A little preview of the NFL season opens up tomorrow. New Orleans Saints at the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Pigskin, we got the Bears taking on the Falcons Sunday at Soldier Field, Atlanta. Uh, I, I told our producer David Olson uh, they, they Sports Illustrated picks them to win 
the Super Bowl this year. They got a lot of weapons. How do you see a little quick preview? How do you see Sunday's game coming up? Um, it, I think they're I think they're a solid pick to win the Super Bowl. I, I really do. I, I don't. I I could see them winning it, getting into the finals. Certainly, um, offensively they're just set. They've got quick. I mean, they got weapons at every position. I love their quarterback Ryan. I always liked him. Michael Turner is one of the elite backs in the NFL. Uh, Roddy White is now one of the top four wide receivers in the NFL. They've got Julio Jones, who's supposed to be very good. He can play all different positions. Uh, what killed them last year was their defense wasn't very good, and the Packers certainly exposed them. You know, in a game, I was just stunned at how poorly they played at home in the playoffs. And I think that one year of, of retooling the defense, this will be one of the toughest teams for the Bears to play. Mm-hmm. They're lucky to get the Falcons in the first game. Because I think by midseason they're going to be roaring through this league. What's the uh, point spread on the game? We got Atlanta, I think, by three. Uh, I believe the Bears are favored by seventeen, <laughs> or maybe it's seventy. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I, I could see, I could see like a sixty-eight, maybe sixty-eight, sixty-two game Bears. Jay Cutler's oh, ready oh. to break out in year number three. He should throw for four hundred and fifty yards minimum. No, nah, minimum. No, I see nah, more like six hundred. I see 600 yards in game one, and then then he'll drop drop you know maybe two you know four five hundred next game. My one word of advice for uh, Jay Cutler is, and I said the same thing last year: is throw the ball to our team. <laughs> throw the ball to our team. Throw it away from the defense. Got to cut down on the interceptions. Hopefully, he will do that. Um, Interesting, too, we talk about the modernization of football. Uh, uh, Pigskin, this is kind of an indication of it, too. The Bears cut, I don't know how you pronounce the guy's last name, Tafoya, Will Tafoya, who was the only fullback on the team. So the old up-back position, the old fullback position, the Bears, an NFL team, go into a brand-new season, and they have zero fullbacks on the team, uh, an example of the modernization of NFL football. Well, it's Marks' offense, too. He doesn't use a fullback. They did keep that guy, what's he called, the H-back? Yep. Kind of a, lines up in a fullback position. They call it the H-back. I don't I, I don't know what Marks calls it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the guy I'm talking about? He's a rookie. Yeah, um, Kyle, Kyle Adams. Up, Kyle Adams? As a full as a fullback. Yep. But the pure fullbacks, man, you go back to the AFL. Yeah. For, for those. Oh, those were good days. It's kind of sad. The young kids today. They don't know even what a fullback, you know, the big Bronco buster inside, the upback who run between the tackles. You mentioned the AFL, the first fullback. Who's the first fullback of the AFL that comes to mention when I when I when I say that? You're a little bit younger than me, Pigskin, but any names? Uh, I'm thinking uh, like Cookie Gilchrist. Oh, that's the guy. Cookie Gilchrist. That's it. Yeah, I remember him. I'm, I'm old enough to remember. Uh, I'm old enough to remember the AFL. ESPN does a marvelous thing on the AFL, uh-huh. uh, probably on demand it, um, covering the AFL. And um, if you get a chance to see it, I don't know what it's called. You can probably Google it. It's called you know, the early days of the AFL. Mm-hmm. It's really marvelous. And, it, and it's just uh-huh. terrifically well done. And, 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 it, and it shows you how, you know, that the NFL at the time, there was the AFL-NFL, the NFL tried to wipe the AFL out. Yep. And when the NFL, the AFL essentially got Joe Namath, mm-hmm. paid him, you know, more money than any NFL player, 
that that was really the beginning of the merger. Mm-hmm. Steve Rosell hated the AFL, and then they started to get you know unlike these goofy leagues that pop up, the AFL was getting players like Namath, John Adel, and guys like that. And, um, and Lance, really, Lance Allworth, Paul Lowe, Lenny Dawson. Yeah. Jack oh Kemp. man. Yeah. Any show, great uh, football historian, Pigskin Boy, joining us on the uh, Two Guys in a Mic show. You want to check in, folks? Phone lines are open. Give us a call. User-friendly sports talk radio, 888-463-6748. Pigskin, whatever else happens on today's show, the fact that we mentioned Cookie Girl, Cookie, sorry, Cookie Gilchrist right there makes it a successful show. Thank you for that, uh, for that name appearance, we haven't talked to Cookie Goker. That's exactly who I was thinking about, though. You know, I'm actually pretty impressed with myself. Yeah. All the young kids out there, go on your Google. Go Google a Cookie Gilchrist. See if you can get some pictures up there. That was a full when fullbacks were fullbacks. Of course, Jim Brown was a great example of a fullback. Uh, well, I'm trying to think. What well, the Packers had, what, Paul Horning at halfback and Jimmy Taylor. Right? He yeah, was, they did. Um he was yeah, kind of that tough guy, but the fullback basically, uh, he was a runner, not just a blocker. And he would run between the tackles, big, strong guy, and that position is uh, slowly evacuating in the NFL. Mm. NFL, yes, it is. It, 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 with these wide open spread offenses yep. and four wide receivers and slot, um, you know, that's a, that's a bygone Woody, Woody Hayes formation. Yeah. By the way, you mentioned Michael the Burner Turner for San Diego. He or uh, for Atlanta now. He did have some injuries last year, coming back healthy this year. But he's a great story, Pigskin, and he grew up. What about a half an hour from uh, where you might be calling from right now? Yeah, he was a quarterback at North Chicago High School. Actually, he was not the, the kind of bowling ball that he is now. Mm-hmm. He was a he was a real you know trim quarterback in North Chicago, and then he went to Northern Illinois. Uh, they made him into uh, a halfback, and he, you know, didn't gain weight. He gained muscle. If you look at him, he's just he's just a yep. toughest back to tackle. Yep. So he's a North Chicago uh, Northern kid. Mm-hmm. And then not, you know, here's a guy who's a flat out NFL. I think we can call him a superstar. Uh, and in high school, I don't think he was a first team All Stater. Maybe not even second. He was good, but not great. Didn't get, you know, didn't have the offers to the Michigan or Ohio State. Went to Northern Illinois. And if you remember Pigskin, and again, now he's an NFL superstar, he didn't even start at Northern Illinois. He was no, a backup. Not, not right off the bat. They couldn't decide what to do with him. They already had, I don't remember who it was, they already had an established quarterback, but they knew they had to get him on the field some way. Well, and they also had, he was, they turned him into a running back, and why, I'm forgetting the guy's name now, Thomas. He was their star running, but not Thomas Reddick, but something like that. But the star running back, and Turner was like a, a junior, and still not starting for Northern Illinois. Yeah. And and the uh, Thomas Herrick. Yeah, they had a star. The guy that he couldn't start over was probably one of the top five rushers in the country. Wasn't yes, he? but he all of a sudden he got a heart condition. Exactly. He got yeah. a heart condition, and they diagnosed it, and they said, you know what, you know, you, you can't play anymore. The guy right. turned into a coach now. He's coaching somewhere in college football. So only then, only then did Michael DeBerner Turner get a chance, Pigskin, and then, uh, you know, he started the show. But that, that's a, made that, the most of it. Yeah, he did indeed. It's a great story. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, he's not playing for the Bears, but it's great to see a kid like that have success. Anyhow, Falcons and Bears, 12 o'clock this Sunday, another NFL season, Pigskin. Any other um, 
you got some teams out there that maybe people aren't talking about that through your in-depth analysis might be uh, some surprise teams to watch. Well, I've always been a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, so I hope they do well. Um, I think with Romo back, they're going to be a lot better. Uh, Rob Ryan is the coordinator. He's supposed to be very good. He's nuts, he's but he's good. Really been a mess. I like the Cowboys as a sleeper. Um, there are a lot of really bad teams. Um, I like the Falcons, as I said. Uh, um, you know, offhand, um, I, you know, I think those two teams could be, uh, you know, could be there. The Eagles should be good with all that talent, but yeah. that buying players doesn't necessarily, unlike in basketball, doesn't necessarily make a, a dream team. I, I, I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to be like 15 and one, like most people are saying. Hey, I look at over the schedule uh, while you're waxing poetic. Their opening football games. We mentioned the Bears and Atlanta marquee game. How about your surprise pick? And a lot of people's the Dallas Cowboys at Rex Ryan and the Jets opening game. Pretty good matchup there. Ryan versus Ryan, and Buddy will be there on his horse. No, no, no. Did you read that story? Buddy Ryan is uh, not not a well guy right now. No, he's not. And he is due for a cancer operation of some sort. The operation was supposed to be done this week. He convinced his doctor to put it off until next week so that he could see his two sons do battle against each other. Well, you know, he runs a horse farm, and my understanding is they're going to allow him to have a horse in the stadium. Yes. Just kind of standing there, you know, like uh, Eddie Arcaro or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believe his wife is no, no. The horse is going to have a seat. I think his wife will be on one side. The horse will have a seat. His wife will be on one side. The horse will be on the other side of Buddy, and I could. I just hope the fans will be able to tell the difference. Cheap oh, shot. Oh, oh, Cheap oh. shot. All right, hey, real quick before we let you go, Pigskin Boyle, join us each and every week. NFL Outsider. Other shows have insiders. We have our own NFL Outsider. Pigskin Boyle only here in the two guys in a mic show. Very quickly, give me winners and losers here. Women's. Quarterfinals U.S. Open uh, pigskin. Wozniacki versus Zavaranova. Who? Wozniacki versus Zavaranova. Is that Zavaranova? Don't overthink it. I'll take the one from the farthest eastern country. <laughs> Stoser versus Petrovic. Quarterfinals U.S. Open women's. Our NFL expert pigskin boy making the picks. Yes. Uh, you know, I had that. I had that. If you just take some Tums and a little Alka-Seltzer, that goes away. <laughs> Pavlachenka versus Panetta in the third quarterfinal matchup. Is that CIA director Leon Panetta? <laughs> I'll check that out. I don't think so, but I'll make sure we have our people check that out. And finally, uh, Serena Williams versus Angelica Kerber. Now, that, now I've heard of, I definitely have heard of Angelica Kerber. Now, I've heard of Serena Williams. Um... USA, USA. All right. Thank you very much for those insightful picks. Pigskin, thanks for checking in, buddy. We will talk to you next week, hopefully. Hopefully talking about a Bears victory over the Falcon. This is going to be a really good NFL game, John. you got, I think, really two good teams. As I said, I really like the Falcons. And this will be a test. The first four weeks will really tell who the Bears are. Look at their schedule. Yeah, the first one. I know first three weeks are what? Green Bay, New Orleans, Atlanta. Yeah. Who's week four? Viking? Uh, I think the, I think Carolina, Ron Rivera brings, okay. brings the team in. All right. So if we come out of the first four at two and two, that's not, not too shabby. 
No, I, I actually no, because then it gets a little bit softer. Yep. By the way, Carolina is now Chicago Bears Southeast because oh, they they they're, they're, they're going to anytime you got to start a rookie quarterback. Yeah, that's bad news. Um, I was just real quickly the fact the Jaguars cut David Gerard because he makes nine million dollars. Yep. Five days before the opening game, that's a bad sign. Interesting that move. Franchise, that franchise, John. I'm going to make a prediction. First pigskin of the year. Second pigskin. That franchise will be in Los Angeles, California in three years. <laughs> You're not a big fan of the Luke McCowan area era, which uh, begins today. <laughs> no, negative. Not a big fan. Yeah, Blaine Gebert, I think, from Missouri, is now the backup quarterback of their longtime starter, David Gerrard. Uh, somewhat surprisingly cut yesterday. All right. Hey, Pigskin, great stuff. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. The weekend's not here yet, but I know you'll enjoy watching some Bear Falcon. Thanks for coming on, buddy. I love to be on. John, I'll talk to you maybe Tuesday or Wednesday uh, after a Bears win. Thanks. I appreciate it. Good luck to you. Sounds like a deal. Pigskin boy checking in our NFL outsider. Again, the phone lines are open at 888-463-6748. You want to send Pigskin an email, you can do that at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. That's M-I-C in the number two. Mike2. Guys at AOL.com. Emails all happily accepted. Talking a lot of football here. We'll get to baseball real quick. Let me just mention college football. The uh, polls did come out week two. It's still early. But the positioning hath begun. Oklahoma, I think, remained number one after their victory over Tulsa. LSU, though, I think jumped, what were they, fourth in one poll, fifth in the other. LSU with their victory uh, over Oregon jumped to number two. So the Fighting Tigers are number two. Alabama, number three. Boise State, finally getting some respect there, number four. And Florida State, the Seminole. Highest ranking for them in a long, long time since Bobby Bowden Department. Jumbo, Bobby Bowden, Bobby Bowden Departed. Jumbo Fisher now running the show for Florida State. They are the number five team in the country uh, starting tomorrow and Friday. We'll preview some of the college football picks. By the way, if you missed it, speaking of football picks, Week one to beat the Schmoes, the big dog, who is off this week, folks. Tomorrow we will have uh, Michael Moreau, the M&M man, come in. Friday it will be uh, Brady Stiff, a couple of the young guns joining us here for the two guys in a mic show. Big dog off this week. He will return on Monday. But the big dog went 3-0. and 3-0 and in his first beat the Schmoe football prediction after a rough year last year. Came back with a solid 3-0. and And also, David Olson, we... Uh, Apparently missed it, and he didn't say anything about it, but it was Big Dog's birthday yesterday. It was indeed, 39. 30, so next year. Next year we got to have like a listener celebration part, but we'll keep it a surprise. We'll keep it as a 40 years old for the Big Dog. No longer a young man. But I have Big Dog, if you're out there listening in beautiful New York, a happy birthday to you and yours, and as I always say, please keep your hands off of mine. All right, so we'll talk some college football. We'll get to our Beat the Schmoes football picks later in the week. Uh, baseball on the docket, and, boy, we talked about it yesterday. Man, for what, you know, what could have been around mid-July, third week of July, even the end of July, heading into August, you're thinking, ooh, boy, September could be pretty cool. Some great baseball races shaping up. You know, National League West, San Francisco, Arizona, Colorado. Got Tampa Bay, you know, putting a little pressure on the Red Sox and the Yankees. American League Central Division, nobody wants to win, and who's going who's gonna to come through? Even back, you know, five, six weeks ago, Minnesota Twins. Could still come out of nowhere. 
and challenge the Sox or Cleveland or Detroit. Nobody wanted to win that division. You know, Cardinals, Brewers, Reds, going to be a great finish. You know, the Giants are going to be in the league. Can anybody catch them? You know, Arizona, Colorado. And now uh, five weeks later after that, what looked like a pretty good preview, man, not much going on. The answers to the questions uh, were no. The St. Louis Cardinals couldn't keep their lead. Milwaukee Brewers just went to the whip. Went to the whip, and their uh, jockey just put it in full gear. Who the heck is the manager of the Milwaukee Brewers? Can't even think of his name now, but they pulled away. No low contesto. It's over. It's all over. Brewers pulling away. The Arizona Diamondbacks. Who would have thunk it? Won 12 of their last 13. I'm not sure they did last night if they won or lost, but coming into last night, 12 out of their last 13. They pulled away from the defending champs. San Francisco Giants. Not much going on there. The wild car race. You thought that might be a good race. The Atlanta Braves. Atlanta Braves, easy. They're coasted. If they weren't in the same damn division as the Philadelphia Phillies, they'd be contending for a division championship. Freddie Gonzalez, certainly a manager of the year candidate. What a job he's done with the Atlanta Braves. But uh, So there's nothing going on in the National League. In the American League, we talked about the Central Division. You know, end of July, five weeks ago, nobody wanted to win the division. Well, that changed in a hurry. All of a sudden, Jimmy Leland went to the whip. And down the stretch they come. And they took the turn. Here come the Detroit Tigers. They just started pulling away. And Ozzie Guillen and Eric Wedge, whoever the heck the Cleveland, and Manny uh, Acta. How could I forget Manny Acta? The Cleveland Indian manager, sticking with the horse race analogy, they went to the whip too, but uh, no response from their horses. Just didn't have it this year. The Cleveland horse probably, you know, ran too fast in the beginning. Couldn't pull up the uh, sinewy strength when they needed it down the stretch. But the answer to does anybody actually want to win the American League Central Division has been answered with a couple exclamation marks in the Detroit Tigers. Five in a row, running away from the division. And I think the way they're playing now, even though the pitching depth is a little shaky, they're still a contender. Not just to win the division, but as hot as they are now, they'll, they'll, they'll give the Yankees... Red Sox, a battle. The only race going on right now, Texas and Anaheim. Rangers won yesterday, beat Tampa Bay 8 to nothing. Anaheim played late. David Olson, I don't know if we got an Anaheim Angels score from last night. Philadelphia, by the way, beat Atlanta 6-3. to Here, Here's show you how good at Philadelphia is. As we talk baseball here for a couple of more minutes, if you want to check in real quick, we can get you on talking some baseball, 888-463-6748. David, my... Uh, Voice is wearing out here, so watch my volume if you could. But, uh, you know, everybody talks about Cliff Lee and Halliday and Cole Hamels. But they've had a kid come in by the name of Vance Worley. Rookie. Talk about the rich get richer. His record, after winning yesterday, 11-1. and 11-1. and one For his last 14 starts, they've won every one of the games. Now, obviously, he hasn't been the winner in every but the last 14 times they've sent out their quote-unquote weakest starter, the young rook among all the other Hall of Fame. Who am I forgetting? Hamels? Halliday? Cliff Lee? We're forgetting one other stud that's been injured this year. Doesn't matter. Vance Worley's come in, supposedly the weakest pitcher, and in the last 14 games he started, they won every one of them. Kid's been pitching almost regularly all season long as a starter. He's got one loss. 11-1.
If you were looking for your favorite, there's no guarantees, of course, five-game series, seven-game series, anything can happen. But if you're looking for your favorite in Major League Baseball right now, look no further than your Philadelphia Philly. All right, Cincinnati, by the way, for the Cub fans out there, beat our Chicago Cubs 4-2. to two. White Sox, uh, now that we're out of it, have won three in an O, three in a row. They beat the jinx of the Minnesota Twins. That uh, they've seen to have gotten over that hump. That's about the only hump they've got over. And on the positive side, Jake Peavy. It may be his final performance of the year. Jake Peavy actually pitched pretty good. Had a shutout through. I think they let him went uh, let him go six and two thirds inning. So nice victory for the White Sox there. But uh, Cubs lost four to two. They're bringing up their young player real quick before we go for the Cub fans out there. And I'll present this to the big dog. Uh, you know, hopefully he's listening. If not, I'll present it on Monday. But I did have my vision of next year's starting lineup, and I already told you, 2013, we're winning the World Series. Luis Mont- Montanez in left field. Brett Jackson, who hasn't had a major league at bat yet in center field. Tyler Colvin in right field. Ramos Ramirez sticks around as the, one of only two veterans at third base. Castro at short. Barney at second, Brian Lahare, who they just brought up, was hitting the heck out of the ball at first base. Giovanni Soto, a revitalized Giovanni Soto behind the plate, and DJ Lemehu as your number one infield sub. There's your 2013 World Series Cubs. You heard it here first. All right, we got to get out of here. David Olson, our producer, thank you so much. We'll be back at it again tomorrow. The M&M man, Michael Moreau, will be on hand. For the two guys at a mic show and the talkzone.com, thank you, of course, to Pigskin Boy, our NFL outsider, for joining us. Have a great day. We'll do it again tomorrow at 10. Don't be late.